If you've thought about building a gym, but don't know where to start, don't worry, we've got you covered. At Modus Gym Equipment and Design, we've partnered with some of the biggest brands like Kaiser, Powerblock, and Free Motion Fitness to help you build the gym of your dreams. From the smallest home project to the largest commercial project, you can rest assured Modus will take care of everything from designing your space to delivering and installing it. All Sober Performance Podcast listeners can save an additional 10% off all Modus products by visiting modusgyms.shop and entering promo code SOLBERPERFORMANCE23 at checkout. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the podcast. How's it going, Andrew? How you doing today? Great, Tyler. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, my I, day, sort of. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on Valentine's Day, by the way. Like uh, just us <laughs> girls here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny enough, I've got a long work day and no other, no other plans. So it works out just fine. Just like any other day for most. Yeah. Of so I kind of want to share a little bit with the viewers before we get started. Um, a, a while back, probably last year sometime, I started a podcast. And one of the first episodes I did was with uh, was with John Goodman. And Andrew was one of the first people that reached out, um, just very sent a very nice voice message to me about like, hey, you know, congratulations on doing the podcast. Um, you know, keep keep up the good work. And uh, ever since that day, I, I had thought about having you on the podcast, um, but I just really didn't get around to it. I wasn't that active with the podcast at the time, but um, just wanted to thank you for that. Um, and that's kind of the reason why we're jumping on this podcast today, too. It's it's astonishing in my industry, our industry. Yeah, um, I see so many people, and they behave in ways. And then I don't think they realize it. And they're always asking for things. They yeah. always, they reach out to people, but they'll straight up ask. It's funny. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people in my DMs, hey, I have this really great story. Can I come on your podcast? Yeah. I, I'm rebooting an event. Uh, and, you know, I have a limited budget for flying in speakers and putting them in hotels. Yeah. And I'm prioritizing Canadian speakers. And I have... You know, I have to put butts in seats. I have limited spaces for people to talk. Sure. And of course, I announced, you know, the dates and I hadn't announced the lineup yet. And most of my lineup was stuff I had in my mind. Yeah. And I got a lot of messages from people. They're like, hey, man, you know, if you're looking for a speaker and on one hand, you know, there's the advice, hey, you know, if you don't ask, you can't get anywhere. But yeah, one of the problems of this is it's it's so obviously transactional and people all too often fall into this trap where they think about, all right, well, what do I get out of this? When, you know, for success in any career, especially our yeah. world, the best approach is to relentlessly just show up and support other people. No uh, doubt. Focus on unconditionally sharing resources, creating resources, do great things for people. Like Alex Hormozzi says, make your free shit better than their paid stuff. Yeah. And if you're consistent and if you, <clears throat> I've traveled to a lot of events over the years <clears throat> and I just show up to enjoy the event, immerse myself in the environment, connect with people because I'm, I like being inspired by what other people are doing. If it's motivating, I get I, great ideas from it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people I've met in my travels have become really great friends over the years, but I'm not going there with an agenda. Yeah. And a lot of people are, and they're very transactional with how they interact with people, how they network. And it's easy to spot. Yeah. Instead, there's no harm in simply just being kind and supportive. Uh, 
you know, yeah, it's actually, it's a real, it's an honor to be asked on podcasts. That's, that's super cool. Sure. Um, I do try to say yes, where the opportunity arises, but I mean, you know, I, I know people who've literally gone through the effort to make a list of all the podcasts to reach out to and yeah. ask be a guest on them. Sure. And it's like, I know what they're up to and they're seeking, they're seeking status. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff is, Hey, they're seeking status within the industry because they think if, if I get on the podcast or if I, if I speak at the events that then people are going to think I'm in quote, a list person. Yeah. Kind of aligning themselves with someone they know to be, you know, a high level person in the industry, so to speak. And when it actually works in reverse, yeah. if you just continuously show up, you create great free resources. I mean, if you're, if you're consistent in sharing on your social media, but go sure. beyond it with long form stuff like podcasts or writing articles or yeah. So it's YouTube or building great business systems, which are serving people so well that people just will turn around and see what you're doing and go, listen, I want you to be part of my event. I want you yeah. to come on the show. And, and that's where the really good stuff happens. So I suppose it's a fair question. Are more of your listeners coaches or are they more the general population? Of yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a good mix. So I feel like in the beginning when I started this and I was just growing it, it was mostly my friends and family and then like a few coaches that I knew. But now as I grow it, kind of speaking to what you're talking to too, I actually get people that will ask to come on now. And I love what you said about the the transactional thing because I think that too, like, I love podcasting because it feels like for me, if you do it right, it's the one place that it's not transactional and I make it about my guest, you know, like share your expertise with my viewership, you know, like I love that. And it's a way that everybody wins. Yeah. But yeah. You know, and you get that person and whether or not someone's like, you know, whether people follow each other is tricky because we all yeah. have limited time. We sure. all have you know, our, our close friends, you know, the stuff that they post, you know, pictures with their kids and yeah, important part of your world. Those things don't even do well on social media algorithms. So yeah. the more obligation follows we do, the more it crowds out, you know, these people that are important to us. So yeah. I'll preface that, but if you get someone who's asking, hey, can I come on your podcast? Like this happens. And the, the person, we have no relationship. They're yeah. not following engage with anything i'm doing sure they're simply asking for something that benefits them that's an automatic no and quite frankly if yeah. i see a copy of this then i you know it doesn't matter what they do in the future i probably i remember this sort of stuff i'm just yeah and i really don't want to do anything to share or support that person because of what yeah. i observe i understand kind of what's going on underneath what's going on underneath the hood of that idea. yeah yeah, no, and 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 that makes and that makes sense too. Because like speaking to just like one of the recent emails I got too is like, listen, I can speak on X, Y, Z. You know, I do this, and I'm like, okay, that's really great. And I get what you're saying too. On the end of like, you got to reach out to people to get somewhere, right? But at the same time too, it should be more like, hey, like, can I ask you a few questions? Can we have a conversation? Open up a dialogue before I'm just saying like, hey, showcase me on your on your platform, I guess. And here's the flip side of it yeah. we all have limited time everybody sure. listening, you know if, if you're listening right now thank you thank you for supporting tyler yeah it means a lot that you're listening to his work and i'm grateful you're here for my appearance tyler has a limited amount of time every week he doesn't get paid to do this podcast okay um, he does it because he wants to spend you know hopefully you know close to an hour talking with someone who 
whose media he likes. And he, it's a really great opportunity to get some face-to-face -face and, and, and deepen relationships. And you're getting someone like Jonathan Goodman on your podcast is a big win. Jonathan's a very good friend. I was talking with him this morning. Sure. Um, he, he's a great influence in the industry and everybody should be following Jonathan's yeah. work, especially if you're a coach. Right? No doubt. And I like, like me too. Like I only have so much time and then like literally a spot a week to host a podcast. Yeah. And so I want to use that to interact with people I found influential, who I think are really doing great things, who yeah. uh, old friends that I, you know, don't are across the country or <laughs> I'm Canadian. So down in the U S somewhere, yeah. uh, or even like over, like literally over overseas. Sure. I need to use that time in a way that lifts me up and charges me up too. given the fact yeah. that I coach time writing, getting ready for public speaking stuff, sure. trying to manage social media. It's almost like full two, two full-time jobs. Yeah. And, to just take the hour to talk to someone about them. And they've already demonstrated to me that they only care about themselves. <clears throat> so yeah. I know what's coming next is just yeah. some sort of, you know, self-indulgent, you know, thing about their story. Here's the, sure. here's the thing. No one cares about your story. They don't. Yeah. They actually really don't. Right. Everybody cares about how does this benefit you? So yes. you know, let's, let's pivot this. And I know you've got questions. Yeah. Let's, let's throw something really valuable at everybody listening. So that way they, they take away something from this that's that's super valuable and enriches their day. Yeah, let's do that. So I actually went down kind of the rabbit hole of a lot of your work, reading some of like your Teen Nation articles, reading your men's health, um, read actually the one on your blog article. That one is uh, how to grow a brand worthy of, of following or a follow. I'd love to go down that hole, um, that rabbit hole and kind of speak to maybe some of the things you have a pretty massive and engaged too, like it's one thing to have a massive following, but it's another thing too. Like when you look at Andrew's posts, people engage, people have conversation, there's dialogue, there's feedback. How, like for somebody that's starting a social media or, or want to get more into it, what are some of the big rocks that you would say people should focus on in building a brand that's worthy of being followed? Um, I've literally got a talk coming up on this. So if there's any yeah. coaches in the Dallas area. I'll is it for it. Kabuki? Is that the well, one that you... I just finished Kabuki. And that one was on more on okay. fitness. Okay. Sure. Don't want to cross my keyboard. Thank you, buddy. My cat. You got Black so, Cat Gang here. I love it. So the, the, the talk I'm doing coming up, it, it actually yeah. was based on that article. Sure. So, I mean, if you're a coach, number one is serve the person in front of you. Okay. Get really bloody good at that. I think a lot of people... Are, are really in a rush to, again, it's this transactional thinking, well, I need to be, um, you know, a, a social media celebrity. I need to gain yeah. quote eight status within the industry. I all this. And you can't rush the credibility and authority that comes from experience. Now, I, this is classic Gary Vaynerchuk stuff. Uh, ben yeah. Bruno, if anybody's familiar with Ben, Ben's a great coach. You learn a lot from him. Yeah. He talked about this early where he started writing a blog fairly early in his career. Yeah. which was sort of seen as, well, oh, you haven't been doing this long enough to earn the right to do that. Well, that's yeah. right. Sure. Ben was just honest about where he was in the process. He was- Like Ben is. <laughs> genuine and humble about the yes. fact, hey, look, I don't have all the answers. I'm kind of documenting. So Gary Vaynerchuk theory, just document what you're doing and be transparent about, okay, well, this is how long I've been doing. This is what I know. You're going to be learning the whole way. You'll get better at it. Sure. Any content creation, social media or long-form content, and I think both are important, you simply have to admit that, okay, I'm not going to be very good at this to start with, but if you continue to do it, you know, you'll, you'll look back at the old stuff and be like, oh my God, I can't believe it, you know, I whatever, that. but yeah. that's how it should be. Yes. That's literally, if you're, if you're not doing that, 
you're not getting better, right? Yes. Again, so it becomes simply doing it. I am in the process right now of doing a whole bunch of background work on leaning harder into YouTube, but I have struggled to break the inertia to start filming. So I am struggling with that piece of advice, but I'm aware yeah. of it. So it is something I'm working on. I literally have a meeting. I saw there. that in your about, by the way, <laughs> like going to get into yeah. it. Yep. So it is something I will be working on. Yep. And I keep this stuff forefront because I'm not just telling you guys, hey, I've been there. I've done it all. I'm the yeah. master. You're in the you process know, too. Okay. We're always a process. Yeah. We're always a work in in, pro, in progress. Yeah. So this is something I'm working on right now. There's also time and bandwidth to be able to do all these things. Sure. So I think, yes, pick, pick a social media vehicle that you think works for you. And sure, Instagram, I think, is the legit hub. I think that's mm -hmm. the credible hub for everybody. Yeah. Um, if you're doing the video-based stuff, you probably should be doubling it to TikTok. I choose not to. Just because again, it's one more thing for me. Uh, yeah. You could double YouTube Shorts. You know, it's really the same thing you can put in three places. Cool. Sure. Two out of three. And you consistently just don't try to trace chase the trends. You simply share your experience, the things that you know, the things that you are seeing with your clients, your client mm -hmm. conversations, you know, whatever aspect of the the training experience. Because most of the stuff is going to come from your experience as you coach people. Yeah. If you're not coaching people. But again, I don't think anybody listening is trying to be become a social media influencer who yeah. isn't already coached. And for the enthusiasts, sure. you know, it's it's also okay for you guys to to share and chronicle your process too, because you yeah. never know where that could take. A lot of people have come from that position and then stepped into coaching. Yeah, sure. So it, it's the consistency. It's the understanding you're not going to be very good to start with. It's you know, Seth Godin theory. It's like you you ship the work, you get it done, you move on to the next thing, yeah. and you constantly are working on the skill of it. You will get better at it simply by practicing, whether it's writing or video or or social media or both. Yeah, and then you just keep doing it. It's super unsexy, but your results will be frustrating initially. And if you look at a social media post or a podcast, and you've been doing it three weeks, and you're frustrated because your following hasn't exploded, you haven't gone yeah. viral. Sure. You know, your, your podcast listenership, like you said, it started with your friends and family. Yeah. And if you get frustrated and you quit, well, that's like the person. Yeah, you're not going to go anywhere who, anyways. No, it's like yeah. the person like, all right, well, I've been working out and dieting for two weeks and I haven't lost 30 pounds. Yeah. And maybe they, they have taken, you know, 10 years to gain 50 pounds. Sure. Well, we, we, we work with those people. We know the mentality that goes in there and that's not to judge or, or criticize those people, but yeah, it's also, unrealistic. now it's our job as coaches to reach them and say, listen, like real them in a little let's bit, look, let's look for the little wins and, and feel good about this process and make it something they want to return to. Sure. Yeah. So for your own process of brand development, it, yeah. it does become less about looking at the metrics. I think data is valuable and yeah. looking for trends. But it is embedding the behavior and saying, listen, I'm not going to focus on the outcome. Again, we always talk, talk to our yeah, clients. Yeah, the process, not the outcomes. Exactly. Yes. So we have to apply the same thing to any process, anything yeah. we're working on, anything we're building. Because there's a perfect analogy between the way that people want to transform their bodies and their lifestyle yeah. to the effort that goes into, quote, becoming a content creator in whatever form yeah. and entrenched behavior. I'm very consistent when it comes to podcasting. Uh, yes. I'm, pretty darn good with the writing. Uh, I mean, I don't write as many articles as some of my peers uh, who just pump stuff out and get No, but you have a lot. You have a lot. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. But it's I mean, solid. Lee Boyce, who's yep. amazing. Get him on the podcast. Yep. Yeah. 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 Dean on there too. Like someone said. 
Yeah, Somerset. Somerset's here in Edmonton. Uh, okay. But yep. like Dean right now is working on a book. So Dean's not writing a lot of articles right now. Yeah, that makes sense. I was pumped up articles with my buddy Shane McLean. He writes for Muscle Fitness and Barband. Yep. Shane pumps out tons. Uh, Roger Lockridge does that big social media profile, but he writes yeah. eight articles, a lot of, again, Barband and, and Muscle Fitness. Sure. But these guys are just machines for article volume, whereas I'm still a full-time coach doing all these other things. Yep. So I try to be more strategic with my articles. I want... sure. I, as opposed to a very basic generic, you know, hey, here's this thing for, for whatever publication. Yeah. I want it to be something that's a little bit more groundbreaking or thought provoking. Again, it's got to be of service. It's got to be something valuable. So sure. I pick my thoughts and then I turn around and I leverage it. It's all over my media yeah, in such a way that it benefits the brand who are kind enough to include me. So I try to make it about that brand. There's yes. a new, there's a publication and I won't name it because I've learned this lesson. You do not, you do not share anything until it's literally either on the website yeah, or until it happens because i've had stuff fall through before right yeah you know on the goal line no less yeah and so it's a publication that i have a good relationship with and i'm working on my piece is essentially finished uh, i've been going through the process of you know editing back and forth the editor yeah and then the editor has is now left and so i'm like oh shit but he was very clear to say listen i'm going to pass this off to someone else we'll make sure this sure. gets done so it should all be fine. But mm -hmm. that article I have big plans for because I think it's something that you probably haven't seen before. I think it's going to be really useful to coaches and, and yeah. the general population. So I'm actually really excited about it. But yeah. keep, it my, keep it under my hat until that thing is literally official. Yeah, published. I was going to say, would you share a little, bit, a little bit about it? But I guess that really you don't want to... Well, it's going to be an article on a concept called cross-education. Now people are going to be like, what the hell is that? So okay. every coach has worked with clients who have a an immobilized arm or leg at some point yeah right you got a broken wrist you you sprained an ankle you know bone breaks mm -hmm. all sorts of i've worked with tons of clients over the years uh sure one of my clients a while back uh, ruptured a bicep tendon and had to have yep. surgery i think he was playing football yeah he was playing like flag football okay so instead of saying to that person all right cool well you can't work out for three months just come back and see me yeah first of all, working out is not necessarily just about training the localized muscle. Mm -hmm. It's also about all of the overall physical and mental health benefits of yeah. working out, blood pressure, blood sugar, et cetera. And so you lose the habit and three to six months of time, depending on the severity of the injury. Mm -hmm. And that can be a fairly significant setback, not to mention if you completely, if you're completely inactive, we see the, the injured limb usually atrophies. Now it does yeah. tend to bounce back pretty well. Yep. once you're back in action but instead what we can do is we can train the healthy opposite limb so if you've got mm -hmm. a you know, broken left wrist well a you can you can anchor you know a, a band to your elbow and you can still do some stuff but yeah you could actually just do single arm shoulder chest pressing rowing motions curls you name it yeah and there's actually a really cool volume of research that shows and it's a neurological effect which is what we call cross education yes uh, to where it has muscle sparing and strength sparing effects. And it's, yes. it's pretty good. So it can go a long way to A, well, you're not losing your habit. You're not losing all the other everyday training benefits. Yep. You're not seeing muscle loss of taking three months off where you would literally sure. see some atrophy everywhere. Yep. And it actually helps to blunt the loss of muscle and strength. In the meantime, yeah. Recovery. And so I've got a, a whole program with that. And it's a whole bunch of stuff that I've done over the years with yeah, there's probably been at least a dozen incidences where yeah. I've had a client who was dealing with something like this. I have an old client 
just as I'm working on it, I see her and she puts on her social media that she's broken her wrist. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, I sent her a message right away. Listen, I got yeah. something in the works. And because there was a little delay, I just sent her an advanced copy of it here. Here's basically the article. Just yeah. go. She was thrilled, right? So having a resource like that, A, it's going to be really useful for anybody else out there who's dealing with this, who's like frustrated because like, oh shit, I'm going to lose yeah. all my gym. And two, with coaches who... I mean, I figured this stuff out along the way because you just deal with these sort of things. You yeah. learn as you go. Well, here, now here's the plan. So for a coach who's, you know, six months in or, you know, newer to it, yeah. and it's the first time it pops up. Cool. Here's your plan. Here's the science. Here's why it works. Yes, it's beneficial to do this. Yeah. And part of the other challenges for clients, it can be become an excuse. People create reasons, justifications, yeah. post-rationalizations for why they get inactive right? mm-hmm. so if someone breaks a limb or sprains something or just is, is it's immobilized for some people it becomes a very convenient excuse to stop mm-hmm. and there and some people are kind of almost looking for that in some aspects too sure. right? and that's not to judge those people not just, in the judgment way yeah no, absolutely but it's honest and yeah. we've all worked with those people that well shit i have a hangnail i can't come in yeah Mom's yeah. that I, you know, mom needs me to go get milk from the store. It's like you can tell mom you can get milk on yeah, the way back. I'm sure place. she'll make it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 you laugh at that ridiculous example, but be, that's that's a perfect metaphor for shit. I've had clients who, yeah, mom says I got to go do this. Uh, I need to cancel my session. I'm like, all right, well, I'm charging you for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's all. That's something we all do with things that we're like maybe anxious about. We're a little uncertain about the process, right? Like we come up with all the excuses we can to just like, okay, something comes up that's very minimal. And it goes back to what we started with. It's creating permission to not do the thing, the harder thing, right? It's a community. If you've ever been procrastinating from, you know, some big project or task and all of a sudden you you find you're very easily suddenly doing the dishes or vacuuming or cleaning, you normally try to avoid. Well, that's a clear indication you're avoiding something else. The the low return activities. Yep. Because you feel productive. So it's emotionally soothing. You don't feel like you're procrastinating. And then let me bring back my, uh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, we're, yeah, people also live in reactive mode. And yep. at least this is a conversation I have with a client recently. Very smart, very, very successful in, in her career. But mm-hmm. it was fairly evident that, you know, there's always these reasons why these important things were popping up and she had to discard everything and, and she's missing meals and forgetting to eat. Yep. And it came down to it and we discussed it and there's this big awakening moment for her. It's like, well, you haven't created the systems within your work and the boundaries and this, the time blocking, the scheduling. Yeah. And some of the delegation for other people to deal with these things in some cases. Yeah. Where, okay, this this fire that you're putting out, well, A, is it really a fire? And this yep. This goes to anybody's life, but also why haven't you created a framework and a boundary to make sure that your meal is non-negotiable Yeah, very rare. It is truly rare that anything is so urgent that if it takes you 30 minutes to 60 minutes to get to it, that the world is going to fall apart and there's going to be some sort of catastrophe. I mean, yes. And anybody listening who immediately reaches for the exceptions and the reason why I know that can't apply to me that's the wrong mindset. Yeah. Yes, there will always be reasons and, and things you need to be able to react to. But if you set boundaries around the 95% of stuff that doesn't need to be reacted to, 
then it actually creates the room to effectively react to the 5% of things that require attention. And in fact, you're in some cases, you're, you know, that something's coming down the pipe that you need to be free and ready to react to. Yeah. And it's still proactive. Sure. And yeah, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I was wondering, like, so you're talking about kind of like this, this tough conversation that you probably have to have with clients quite a bit. I know that's something that I have too. How do you go about kind of like leading them to that conclusion on their own when you're working with them? Yeah. It's asking questions. It's okay. Coaching is not telling people what to do. Yeah. You get coaches. We've all seen this stuff where, you know, and it's always bodybuilding coaches that do this crap you know, on Facebook and, and they post up like, Hey, if you're not following your program and you know, it's on you, blah, 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 yeah. all this other stuff, you know, blaming the clients. It's like, that's not coaching. Yeah. You give it a program, Yeah, but most of the people, especially general population life doesn't happen on a perfect schedule. Period. Periodizing mm-hmm. programming is pointless for general, general population. For it's sure. completely a waste of time, valuable skill, but complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. And instead of turning around and saying to the person, listen, it's your fault because you're not following everything I'm telling you to do. Yeah. You said dive in and you ask a ton of questions. And when people are struggling and hitting sticking points, A, if they trust you and they know that you're going to meet them with empathy instead of judgment, well, they're going to feel a lot more comfortable letting you know why they're struggling versus disappearing on you. Because if you're wanting yeah. to well, listen, clients will- Yeah, if they feel you. shamed by you, like you're not going to be the person oh. they reach to for, for help. Right. It's and if you if you damage that trust, then it's really hard to to fix it with clients. Yeah. So and, and again, listen, clients will ghost anyway. Just people will just disappear. It's because it's yeah. something going on there. But we can go a long way towards creating an environment where they feel very safe to share with us what they're struggling with. They will clients will always worry they're letting us down. That's just a client thing. But yeah. more opportunity we have to communicate to them, let us know. Like the time when you're having the hardest time with this it's the time that you most need to reach out to me and share. Yes. And that's when you can do your best coaching. And it's not going into advice mode. There's a really great book on this called the coaching yeah. habit by a guy named Michael Stainer. And he just, it's a very simple, very easy read. And it goes over a bunch of questions and how you ask questions to get someone to lead themselves to the conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go advice mode and you're always telling people what to do, it doesn't work. It literally doesn't work. Whereas if you facilitate a conversation and ask really thoughtful questions in a non-judgmental way, it tends to elicit the response or at least the alertness, the awareness to the problem. It's the proverbial, you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. yeah. So asking great questions, thoughtful questions, and then not using the time someone's responding to think of the next thing you're going to tell them what to do yeah like like urge. think about solutions in real time like it is our urge and our instinct to tell people because we have the answers we know right we tell people what to do yes. we've, every coach has done it we've all made that mistake tons yep. of but if you get really good at pause and if you catch yourself about to tell someone what to do pause and then reframe it as a question that gets them to figure out what they need to do yeah makes a if lot of sense practice this skill as a coach if you focus on this, forget social media for the time being, forget, you know, that the next course on mobility or biomechanics, you learn this skill and yeah. you apply it to the client in front of you. You're going to have better client outcomes. You're going to have better client experiences. Your client retention is going to be better. Your client referrals are going to be better because people are going to be sending you more work. And then all of a sudden you're so busy that you're no longer really worried as much about, well, where's my next client going to come from? Yeah. And then it allows you, it sort of 
relaxes you and frees you up to be really Im immersed in the experience. And all of a sudden, then you attune yourself to when you have great conversations, when great ideas pop up, you capture them right away. You write them yeah. down, notepad, tablet, whatever. And you thank the client and say, listen, you just really gave me, you gave me a great idea. Yeah. A lot of my best article work, a lot of my best social media posts and, and other media I've created are from conversations or experiences with clients. So they're going to be the greatest reservoir. Yeah. Virtually everything I've written for T Nation is training stuff that has come out of stuff I do with clients or stuff out of my own training. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that too, because it's, you're really from, you're speaking from experience, then you're not, you know, you're not finding yourself writing articles about any, you know, this or that, this is something you've really applied in your coaching conversations that's came up. Um, and and I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. People, unfortunately, I don't like criticizing social media. I really do think we can yeah. do a lot better with it. I don't like focusing on what other people are doing. However, it is fairly evident that there are types of fitness personalities on social media who are creating and making shit up. And it's obvious yeah. that they they haven't worked with a lot of real people. Okay? Yeah. They, they, it's fairly evident to me the way that they approach social media that you know, I, maybe they've got a fair bit of experience before, but they've kind of switched and they're no longer working with people. Sure. Or they really haven't ever worked with people and their efforts going into, let's just make up this creative new thing for attention versus yeah. let's do the fundamentals better than they've ever been done before. Yeah. Most of my social media stuff, sorry, well, that too, but most of my teenage stuff is the fundamentals done better. Yes. Uh, my last article was, you know, a head to toe breakdown of deadlifts, very in depth. I brought my yeah. buddy Tony Gentlecourt in to partner with me because Tony's a Jedi when yeah. it comes to deadlifts. Yeah. Um, go back a little further and I've got a head to toe article on squatting. It breaks down everything from, you know, the, the feet to your head position, what matters, what doesn't. It's very in depth. It's, I think it's probably the best squat article on the internet. And I'm proud of that one. And T Nation loved it. Instead of going, uh, we've already got like 15 articles about squats in the past. It's like, wow, we, we actually want to make this one of our like core foundational articles. This, we yeah. want to have this as a piece of our content. I'm like, cool. All right. For sure. Yeah. I was wondering too, because kind of going off of that, you're talking about people kind of giving advice before they're even coaching people in person. What would you say for a coach that's maybe like starting off? Because I know obviously there's a there's a lot of beauty in being able to offer online training, right? You do both, I do both. It's a great it's a great thing to have. Um, but what would you say maybe for people just getting started in training? Like, how do you balance and divvy that up? Because I feel like I've leaned both ways a little bit too hard on both ends, where like all my day is training in person, or I'm training a little bit too much online and I'm not getting enough person-to-person -person interaction like what would you say to that there's gate there's always gatekeeping language around this I, yeah. I do not think this is helpful when you hear you need to be you know a coach at minimum yeah. of five in person before you gotcha. turn the right to go online well yeah. is that 20 hours a week for five years is that 40 hours a week yeah that, that can mean anything yeah and we see that stuff in usually in the generation that came got big and did well gained authority and there was a, a formula, there was a pathway, a network that they got to become a part of. Yes. And this is before social media rose. It is naive and unrealistic to think that new coaches are not going to lean into social media and not yeah. going to do online coaching as a hybrid initially. I think you will always be a better coach if you have in-person experience. 
Yeah. So if someone is rushing to go online exclusively, then if you don't have an in-person experience, you are at a disadvantage. That is all I will say, right? I, I'm not going to say you can't do it. You're just simply at a disadvantage. And it will probably show up sooner or later in your results, your retention, your business. Yeah. Right? People will pick up on this. I think it's more helpful now to encourage young new trainers to learn how to do online well as you're learning how to do in-person well. Okay. Yeah. It's okay to do it hybrid early. It's okay to build these systems. I think it's wise to follow the people who are building the resources who do it very well. Jonathan yeah, Goodman is John. yeah. because he's had the online trainer academy since very early on. If you have the resources to do the OTA course, if you want to learn online training, I would suggest doing that. I think that's sure. probably the best resource out there for it. You can start with one of John's books called it's one of the wealthy fit pro series is called online training. I think that's the title. Yep. There's another book in the series that I'll tell people it's called getting clients and referrals. And I, I wrote nine pages of it. John asked me to do it. Yeah. Great book. Amazing book. It's great book. really good. anybody. I don't know. it's, it's not just niche fitness industry. This, this principle will work for anybody in any career. Yeah. So if you read those, it's going to give you a leg up and then you will learn the skill by doing, but I still think it's really valuable to coach a lot of people in person. Can you get away from the gym floor eventually? Sure, if that's what you want. I don't like, I don't encourage trainers to be in a rush to do it because I think it's a false promise by a yeah. lot of people marketing for sure. business coaching. I think a lot of the business coaching stuff out there is predatory. There are credible people. I'll say this. It, you want to look at people who've got a really credible legacy of having done it. And if someone is very young looking and their yeah. social media it has them we get you a hundred thousand dollars a year in one two weeks don't, yeah. don't, don't, fall, don't fall for yeah. this crap yeah like, don't fall for it. uh you can look at business mentors people who are giving away a ton of free shit are really helpful you're, you're jonathan goodman's you're luca host of ours you are um a lot of the, jordan duggar and aaron diamond are great i spoke at their event back in december honestly yeah. their fca is i think is really wonderful jo, uh, jordan syatt and mike Vacanti have a great podcast and a lot of resources for online training as well these are just some of the great resources there are others yeah uh, i'm forgetting people off the top of my head yeah but the stuff out there if you're willing to pay attention to the people who've done it done it well spent years building the media, the giving away the free stuff. Yeah. And you, then you'll find the per, the people who resonate most with you, whether it's more of a Jonathan style, whether it's more of a Jordan Syed style yeah. or Lucas stuff. You know, if you're a brick and mortar gym owner, you need to be following what Lucas is doing. And yeah, no do. doubt. And, yeah. And so those people will steer you right. And then that way you can kind of steer clear of the, the flashy, loud social media hustle stuff. Yeah. That, you know, it's fairly obvious and the promises are almost invariably overblown. So just, just yeah. approach with caution. Um, I think it's great to get good mentors. I think it's great to read the books and listen to the podcasts because you're always learning. Sure. But I still think that coaching the person and treating the person in front of you like they're the only thing that matters and exists, uh, being of a, 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 a service mindset in all things. Mm -hmm. Goes back to what we started with is, Get away from this transactional mentality and, and always thinking, how can I benefit from this? I promise you will get so much further in life if you relentlessly look at it and go, how does the other person benefit from our exchange, our interaction? Yeah. And then if you do that with everything, people will want to support you. They'll want to be around you more. Sure. You know, I've mentioned, you know, some of the public speaking I've been doing and how people are in my inbox going, hey, can I come speak at your event? <clears throat> 
when, and I'll, and I'll sort of be blunt and, and it's, I think there are a lot of really skilled qualified people, but if I have a limited number of spots yeah. and I'm choosing between two people and one person is a very well-known figure within the fitness industry, let's say a Jonathan Goodman. Now, Jonathan was sure. in our plans for 2020 that got blown up because the world went crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I gave him the option of a spot for 2023. Jonathan mm -hmm. doesn't like to travel too much. I already got him involved in Raise the Bar as a favor to my friends who organize it. So sure. Jonathan politely declined, but Jonathan, massive influence, massive yeah. legacy in the industry. And when people look at Jonathan's name in the lineup of an event, they go, wow. Yeah. I need to do that, right? And if it's my choice between Jonathan or, you know, a Don Saladino or a Sam Spinelli yeah. or a Lee Boyce or sure. the other people in the industry, all, you know, Don, Lee, Sam are some of my speakers for this, but I haven't announced it publicly, yeah. but I'll do some tidbits here. Christian Thibodeau. Yeah. Um, and, and there's more. Krista Scott Dixon from PN, who's very really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all. I'll leave you guys with that. If you want to know more about the Evolve Symposium, we're doing it in October in Edmonton. You can always shoot me a message on social media and I'll, I'll give you details and updates. Sure. But those names move the needle. And yeah. I'm going to give an opportunity. And I, I love the idea of like creating opportunities for up and coming people, but this is not the way. Yeah. Kill it on your media, serve the person in front of you. Yeah. And put me in a position where the following year, you've done so much or years down the road, so much to put yourself on everybody's radar and you yeah. built the brand that people are following yeah. to the point where if I say, yeah, I need to put you in my event because I know it will put butts in seats. Yeah. Now, a lot of the people who are messaging like, hey, you know, can I come speak? I got a really great story. They would benefit from attending. But if they're speaking, the only person that it benefits is them, yeah. right? Well, and, and they're thinking they're they're wired to think in terms of status so ra yeah they raise up their status yeah it, it raises their status where in fact it actually takes it, it takes a spot from someone else i could ask and i mean i, I haven't had a chance to interact because i don't know jeff nipper but another canadian yeah. you know i may have one spot left to leverage and jeff is one of i think three people that i'm going to work through to see if i can score them for this event yeah jeff Pickford is going to get butts and seats yeah Right. So we'll see. I mean, I can't promise Jeff because I, I, I don't know. I'm actually from the same part of Canada. We just, he's younger than me. So we never met. Yeah. So, so for people listening and so for you, you've done a ton of speaking, right? Like, so you, you MC, that would be the evolve or no, that you work at evolve. Yeah. Um, that would be, what's the symposium that, that, that. Let's explain that. Yeah. Okay. So back in 2019, me and my partners, which was a larger team at the time, yeah, yes, uh, we did the Evolve Canadian Strength Symposium. Yeah, and at that okay. point, I had done no public speaking, no invitations to speak at events. So, yeah, I did. I chose not to be one of my own speakers. I emceed the event, which I'm comfortable doing. Yeah. So, and then Evolve Strength is the gym chain that I contract out of. The owner yes. is a good friend of mine. He wanted me to come over the back six and a half years ago. I started there. Sure. And it's been great to me. I left the old commercial gym. Yeah. Well, along the way, I've gone to, I've traveled to a lot of events, the old Kansas City Fitness Summit, which is popular, yeah. uh, Luca Sabar's Vigor Ground Fitness and Business Conference, which is amazing. Yeah, I think he has one coming. He's speaking in Phoenix pretty soon here, so I believe. Luca, Luca and I are speak, both speaking at Raise the Bar. Uh, Luca is speaking at a, a coaching con in Phoenix, which I'm going to yes. attend because I, Jason Phillips, who's the organizer, Jason and I spoke on a panel together at another event called Strong New York. Yes. So Jason will come down and hang out. And sure. Luca is also one of my speakers at yeah. 
Evolve Symposium in October. Nice. And he's also speaking Incredible. at um, an event by uh, Kevin Deneen is a coach uh, and he's doing an event in St. Louis. So Luca, Jill Coleman, Clifton Hersky, there's a Tony Jellicor, I think, from that one. There's a few others. No, yeah. another, there's lots of events. Yeah. So uh, I lost my train of thought there. Okay. So I went to Luca's event in 2017 and 2021. There's been some local stuff. I've gone to a lot of RP stuff. Yeah. I've gone to my friend Tim Arndt's Inland Empire Fitness Conference in 2018, yes. 2019. And then yeah. 2021, Tim asked me to speak. First time ever, asked me to fill a spot. So I said, yes, I did it. Uh, one of the other speakers has his own event, my buddy Luke Carlson. I spoke at his event uh, yeah. May of last year. And as I kept going to events, I kept meeting people who I just connected with without expectation of anything. Sure. Turns out they're hosting events. They're seeing that I'm speaking at events reputation is getting around all of a sudden people are asking hey will you come speak at my thing will you come yeah. speak at this so i did eight events last year and i think i have at least six on tap this year with a few more possibly in the works sure so cool but again i didn't go around messaging everybody saying hey can i come speak at your event i basically just put the work in after a, you know i'm 12 and a half years into a career yeah. and i get the skill of it and then people turn around and go we like your media i have a good relationship with them and with the limited number of spots they have for any event, they'll ask, hey, I, I want you to be part of this. I'm yeah. the week after Raise the Bar, I'm speaking at the Real Coaches Summit in Vegas. My friend Aram is doing yep. it. And he's got a really cool lineup with Stan Efferding and Ali Gilbert and Mike T. Nelson and Jay Tata. Yeah. There's a whole bunch more. Uh, and, I, and I can't wait for that. It, it's going to be a fun event. But Aram added me to the lineup later because he was worried that I would, I would be too busy to even fit in there. But because yeah. I like him, I said, listen, I'll, I'll fly down. I'll, I'll make this work. So thank you. But, you know, I wasn't sniffing around going, hey, Aram, can I come speak? Yeah. Room? So I promise you, you'll get way more out of all this stuff if you just keep showing up, supporting other people, doing great work, you know, being really of service mindset to the clients in front of you. And if you develop relationships in the industry, and again, not in a way that you're, it's obvious that you're looking for what you can benefit from it. And you take the long view, good things yeah. tend to happen. I've yeah. been very lucky. I've had a lot of really cool luck along the way. Sure. So my experience is not typical, but it definitely is, is heavily rooted in the fact that I just flew to a lot of events, made a lot of friends. I met Jonathan Goodman in 2018. Uh, you know, Jonathan, he, he invested in me early before social media kind of blew up. Yeah. And, you know, because Jonathan was just su supportive and great to me yeah. without obviously trying to benefit from it. he just literally just wanted to support me yeah. then Jonathan is someone that I'm loyal to and if Jonathan needs something I go out of my way to make sure that I take care of him right yeah. whereas there are people who didn't really bother and all of a sudden they're asking me for things that benefit them when I'm now too busy and yeah. when I'm triaging what I put my time into they're not a priority and I feel yeah. bad saying that, but it's also the truth yeah, I think it's really cool. You're speaking to the piece of like when Pete, you almost kind of through through Jonathan doing that for you and other people in the industry doing that for you. It's very like apparent when when someone speaks with you that you know you're just speaking you know with them for for you know to help them out and to to hear them out. It's it, like you said, it doesn't feel transactional at all. You're just always looking where can I help, you know what can I do to provide value and something else happens if you are of service mindset with clients the client in front of you the career-based side of stuff yeah i'm more things come your way more opportunities so you can be selective you can be selective yeah. with the clients you work with you can be selective with the opportunities you embrace 
you can turn things down that don't feel right or don't align with you because you have to set boundaries around your own time and your own schedule. Yeah. I struggle with that sometimes, but I've gotten very good at saying no to things. Yeah. And then you were so busy choosing between the best things for you that you then don't need to go around doing anything to ask for people, hey, can you to get their approval? Yeah. Or if you've got your sights on something really meaningful, like I'll give you a good example. After all the other things I've written for, one of my aspirations was to write for men's health. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a number of friends who are literally on the advisory board, but I've never turned around to any of them and said, listen, can you get me with men's health? Mm -hmm. I've asked them questions and, and the, the tact I've always taken is I've said, you know what, this is one of my goals. This is one of my aspirations. I have to earn it. Yeah. But the fact that I've already been writing for Muscle Fitness and T Nation and Generation Iron and the Personal Trainer Development Center. Sure gives you the credibility to do it anyway, right? Yeah. And then, you know, it, it was a conversation with Don Saladino, who's become a really good friend. And Don's amazing. Don's a great guy, big time of service mindset, very successful mm -hmm. in our place. Yeah. And, you know, we're having a conversation and Don is just literally like jumping up and down and be like, man, how can I help you? How can, what can I do? And I'm like, you know, I don't like asking people for things. Yeah. And I said to him, virtually word for word, one of my goals is to someday earn the opportunity to write for men's health. He's like, done. Because he's connected with them. He's part of that. And then yeah. he turns around and facilitates the connection, gives me a, a glowing review yeah. because of the depth of our relationship. Sure. And, you know, if someone messages Don and says, hey, can you get me with men in self? He's going to tell them no, because he's putting his word on the line. Yeah. And so I got a glowing recommendation. Um, I worked very hard to make sure I sent a great piece, you know, great pitch ideas to the editors. Uh, they were very happy with it. And I got a piece published. So yeah. there you go, right? Uh, because a, I, I didn't want to let Don down. I didn't want to yeah. let men's down. Yeah. And then I come around and I wave it around in my media to support men's health. Not exactly like I'm a needle mover for a publication of that magnitude. Yeah. But I still want to demonstrate to anybody that you work with that you are proud to be part of what they're doing. Sure. And I think it's so cool. Pretty much the whole podcast you talked about something along the lines of like making friends with people first, like building connections with people before you start asking them for things. Like, and it, it basically sounds like at every step of your career, it was. You're not leading with like, can you get me into this thing? It's like, I want to do this thing, but you get to know the person in front of you. And so they're willing to go to bat for you. And I'm even very selective about telling people the things that I'm like, the goals and the aspirations. Yeah. I would, I am much more fulfilled. What social media doesn't see is creating introductions between people that I know. I recently connected with the editor of a big publication online. Yeah. And that publication is in the United Kingdom. And instead of me going, hey, I want to come write for you, I just send the, the editor up because he followed me back. And I said, listen, man, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, love what you guys are doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he turns around and immediately he knew who I was. Like, yeah, I've read your T Nation stuff or read this, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. And then so instead of me going, hey, I want to come write for you, I said, do you know my friend so-and-so? Yes. And my friend so-and-so is over there. And here's the story. He's great, really charismatic, awesome human. And then the guys, actually, I do know who that is. So anyway, I send them a group message just to reconnect them. Yeah. And my hope there, because I really do think that it's very mutually beneficial, far more mm -hmm. so than if I said, hey, let me write something for you. Yeah. And people see that. And then, well, I know that they turn around, they want to do kindnesses for you. Yeah. But it's more fulfilling to see them win yeah. than it feels for me to get that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm too bloody busy doing all the other things I'm working on anyway. 
to take on more projects of that magnitude. But if yeah. someone turns around and asks, then I can decide, all right, is this aligned with what I want to do? Am I fulfilled yes. by doing this? But that didn't happen overnight. That a very long time of consistently doing it without expectation. Sure. Well, I hope that lesson shines through on this episode. And we'll, we'll say this because I know I'm out of time. Yeah. To everybody listening, uh, guys, you know, Tyler takes, like I said, takes his time to, to do this. He's not making any money doing it. Uh, it is it's funny it was whatever podcast hosts because I have podcasts yeah. too yep we're sort of selfish in we get an you know maybe an hour of someone's time to you know yeah. to hang out and listen to them want, want to learn stuff sure. from them so obviously it's eminently valuable too right yes. it is but you know anybody listening you're getting this stuff for free you get to tune in every week uh, yes I would be thrilled to answer your questions and if you'd come follow me on Instagram I would love to have you there at Andrew Coates Fitness but more so and there's my pitch too. Uh, more so, <laughs> it takes very little time, not while you're driving, to go and give Tyler a, a review, a kind review on you know whatever podcast platform you're listening. And honestly, one of the best ways that I found out about great podcasts is when other people I know have shared it with me. Yeah. So you probably have someone in your world who would get so much out of this show share with them. Okay. And this is how Tyler gets to grow this and make more of an impact on people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today, Andrew. And uh, I look forward to talking in the future. I'll send this over when it's all, when it's all ready. Please. Okay. Okay. We'll take care. Uh, We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye.